Do you have an idea of yourself? Of course. <laughs> so when you think about yourself, you have an idea. You have a, a mental image of yourself. Well, sometimes it takes a few decades to find out <laughs> who you are, to get an idea or to get an understanding. And here, as I said, well, whatever idea you have about yourself, who you are, it's wrong. <laughs> so what's our idea? We believe that our self we normally see is ourself. That sounds a little bit tautologic, isn't it? Like, okay, the self I perceive, that's me, the person I perceive and imagine to be, that's me. This belief is ignorance, which is another way of saying this is wrong. <laughs> Because our self that we normally see or perceive, the person we believe to be, does not exist. This will be explained in detail below. <laughs> because of this ignorance, we develop and experience various kinds of mistaken appearance. Mistaken perception of ourself. And because of this, we experience various kinds of suffering and problems as hallucinations throughout this life and in life after life endlessly. So, Sometimes, um, Venerable Geshler, he elaborates this point a little bit. And he says, normally, we mistake our body for ourself. And then when we see our body, we believe we see ourself. And when our body is sick, for example, we believe I am sick. And we feel bad. And in the same way, our mind, when we perceive our mind, our thoughts, our feelings, our intentions, etc., we mistakenly believe this to be ourself. And when our mind then is unhappy, we believe I am unhappy. You know, but it's a mistake. Hmm. So our great opportunity is to recognize that and then to stop this mistake. It's not our fault. We don't need to feel bad about it. It's just like a mistake of the mind. On the other hand, if we identify ourself as a mere appearance That is not other than the emptiness of all phenomena, the mere absence of all phenomena that we normally perceive. 
our mistaken appearance will reduce and finally cease completely. Then we will experience the supreme happiness of nirvana or enlightenment. Okay, so that's the way to attain enlightenment is to purify our mistaken appearances, the mistaken appearances of ourself in the first place. So what's a mere appearance? So an example for mere appearance is the appearance of yourself that you see in the mirror. You know, when you see yourself in the mirror, you realize, please say yes, that you're not in the mirror. you realize you just appear in the mirror, but you're not there. You know? Sometimes, like in, in the past, I had to deal with people suffering from dementia. And sometimes they wouldn't recognize themselves in the mirror. So they thought, and they, they couldn't recognize themselves appearing in the mirror. So I once witnessed that, like a person seeing somebody while well, seeing herself in the mirror and not believing this was an appearance and not realizing that was herself, but believing there's a stranger in the room, you know? So basically, um, maybe ignorance is some very subtle sort of dementia so this is a mistake our mind is doing it's like we're perceiving a mere appearance and we believe there's somebody actually there that person who's got such a hard life you know <laughs> that person who's treated badly by life that person who's getting old, getting sick, and going to die. That me, myself. Okay, so that's the meaning of mere parents. Okay, 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 that's all theory, theory, theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> our point is, or our job is, to realize that myself, that sometimes feels happy, sometimes feels not so happy, you know, sometimes feels hurt, sometimes feels proud, that this self is no more than a mere appearance, like as if in the mirror. So our job is to realize this, and so this realization is actually helping us. You know, that person in the mirror <laughs> doesn't have any problem, you know, because it's just appearing. It's just appearing. <laughs> so what does it mean to realize something? 
Um, I hope all of that is not too didactic. Didactic, you say? Like in school? But maybe it is. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a German, so that's my way. Um, so, in this book, How to Understand the Mind, meaning how to understand our own mind, it explains many, many aspects of our mind, what our mind is in its entirety, and almost like in an encyclopedia, in a very comprehensive way, explains all the various aspects of our mind, understanding how our mind works, and understanding the power of our mind to create our reality. So basically, when you have the opportunity to study this book, which you do in here, don't you? In TTP. The actual purpose of studying this book is to show you how to gain a yogic direct perceiver realizing emptiness. So all the explanations, they're leading to that point. All the meditations, etc. However, sometimes um, the mind tends to think a little bit like black and white, and we feel like, oh, we have a realization of emptiness, like a direct realization of emptiness, or we don't have an actual realization of emptiness. But like realizing emptiness has many, many shades, has many, many different levels. So what does realizing something in general mean? So in here, there's a lovely little chapter uh, in the context of the five object ascertaining mental factors. I'm very happy you don't need a translation today. <laughs> Because these things, they're not easy to translate into Swedish. And um, one of these object ascertaining mental factors is called firm apprehension. To apprehend something means to understand something, right? Jangnam, you're a native speaker, and William? To, like to mentally apprehend something, to get hold of something to get it, to understand it. Firm apprehension means to understand something firmly or clearly. The definition of firm apprehension is a mental factor, okay, that makes its primary mind apprehend its objects firmly. This mental factor is present in all realizations whether spiritual or non-spiritual, you know? For example, an example of a non-spiritual realization is when I perceive this microphone and my mind is engaged with this microphone, watching it, observing it, and thinking, hold on, 
this is a microphone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if that understanding is very feeble, superficial, I think it's a microphone, you know, it's not firm. Firm apprehension is to understand something clearly in a more decisive way. I mean, this is a microphone, isn't it? Of course it is. So when we have understood something very clearly, beyond doubt, with a sense of conviction, then we have realized this is a microphone. The trouble is that we can also understand and firmly apprehend things in a mistaken way. So we can be become convinced of wrong understandings, thinking, it's just not a microphone. <laughs> you know? That's also um, firm apprehension, but it's, how is it called in here? Mistaken firm apprehension. Okay. So firm apprehension is present in all realizations. Realization, spiritual realization, sorry, realization in general means a correct awareness holding its object firmly through the force of this mental factor, it necessarily realizes its object. Although some wrong awarenesses hold their objects firmly, they're not realizations because their objects do not exist and so there is no actual understanding. So, spiritual realizations are firm understandings, correct understandings, so understanding something, not just correctly, but also firmly. The sign that you understand something firmly, that you have realized something, is that you actually believe what you have understood. Also, you can, if you want to investigate this a little bit, deeper, our first spiritual realizations are the nature of correct beliefs. So there are different ways of believing. When we think, or when you hear belief, probably you think about blindly believing or believing something that you haven't understood. However qualified believing is believing something, realizing something that you have understood. So our job, and that's the purpose of having Dharma centers, study programs, meditation programs, teachers, 
Sangha communities, our job is to transform the understandings that we have already. So many spiritual understandings into correct beliefs, believing what we have understood. For example, if you go through um, the prayers of the stages of the path, um, so there are many, many understandings included in this prayer of, I don't know, uh, sorry, I have German words in my mind. <laughs> Like the second verse, you know, oh, oh, please bless me to understand the meaning, blah, 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 or, or samsara's, that's a good one, samsara's pleasures are deceptive, give no contentment, only torment. Have you heard that before? Have you understood that? Uh, to some degree, yes, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Samsara's enjoyment. What does it say? Samsara's pleasures are deceptive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give no contentment, yeah, but only torment. So it, it's easy to, to understand that in a certain way, but it's very hard to actually believe it. The sign that we actually believe this stuff, that we actually have a firm understanding, realizing the truth of these words is that we have a genuine lack of interest in samsaric pleasures, realizing like, why should I torment myself? <laughs> you know, <laughs> fantasizing about things that don't give me what I'm looking for. It's complete nonsense. So, our job is to transform the many understandings that we have through study, through discussing, through contemplating, through meditating, initially into correct beliefs, and then further from correct beliefs into those who are on TTP, uh, you will have heard these terms before, into what's called subsequent uh, subsequent um, cognizers into valid uh, minds and further then down into what's it called direct perceivers etc etc but our job at the beginning of our journey is to transform our understanding of emptiness into an actual belief believing that the things we normally see do not actually exist, you know? Deepen our understanding of emptiness in a way that we actually begin to trust or to believe this understanding. Not believing Buddha blindly, not thinking, oh yeah, Buddha has said, the things we normally see, they don't exist. Like we can we can tell this to ourselves a million times, but it won't change anything in our life. However, if we 
engage our mind with this knowledge and we begin to believe what we know, then it's going to really change our mind. It's going to really change our intentions. It's going to really change our life. 